The Calgary Flames have a lot to learn and a lot of catching up to do this next season. Here's how they can learn from the Nashville Predators. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello everyone and welcome to today's episode of Locked on Flames. Thank you so much for joining me here today. This is your first time. Hi, hello, welcome. My name's Jess and uh, this is Locked on Flames where we talk about the Calgary Flames five days a week during the season and three days a week during the summer. So thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, If you like what you hear and uh, you want to stick around and learn more about the Flames, subscribe Make sure you're following us wherever you get your podcasts. And this is just part one of this great uh, collaboration between Brian Baston and Jeff Middleton. Who uh, Brian covers the Nashville Predators for On the Forecheck and Renegade of Puck. And Jeff is very much like me where he covers multiple teams. Uh, he covers the Preds and Calgary, which is why you know we kind of brought him in. For this because he can weigh in on both teams and there's just so much to talk about. Uh, I had to split it into two parts so I hope you enjoy this first part and I will see you on the flip side. Night in the NHL so it's always nice to get together and and do stuff like this. Yes. Pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Can't complain. Wonderful. So uh, today we are going to basically just run through uh, like a I guess like what I would say like a customer service survey you got your agree you strongly agree you agree and then and disagree so all right are we ready let's do it all right oh yeah we're doing this for the flames and predators by the way that might <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a lot there's a lot in common there's a lot I, I came to Jess because there's a lot in common with these two teams um and they kind of would be indifferent i think if you ask the fan bases i think the fan bases would have different uh views of that but i I wanted to get a group because i think there's a lot of similarities and i kind of want to i want to compare you know maybe that's because i want to feel better about the predators or worse depending on how you know how how it goes but i think it'll be a fun recap and thing to kind of do yeah definitely i mean i see the preds as a team that's again kind of in that middle doesn't really know what if they're good or bad and Mm -hmm. that's the flames in a nutshell so was this the right time for the nashville predators to rebuild i'm gonna start and say disagree because i think it should have happened a couple of years ago i understand that they had just come off of firing peter laviolette and they thought that john hines would kind of push things in the right direction plus there was the the issue of you know the pandemic season and everything but i think this team what we've seen what we see now in the roster and the attrition and the dead cap money, I think, is a product of waiting just a little bit too long. And so I would say disagree, but not not strongly because it, you know it could have been worse. Yeah, I'm going to go uh, same pretty much. I think that the Flames should have done this a few years ago. Uh, based on what I've read and gathered, the franchise has never done like a true rebuild. It's just kind of been like plugging the holes and hoping the boat doesn't sink. So, you know, I I do think that this is um, just a little little too late. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm on the disagree train as well. I think 
I mean, I've been, Brian knows, I've been an advocate of the rebuild train for about probably three or four years now. Um, and I think, you know, like you said, I, I th- like you said, Jess, I think that, you know, they've done a good job of plugging the holes that they've, you know, they've had, mm-hmm. and they've been able to kind of scratch their way into the playoffs the last few years because of that. But, you know, I, I think this is, if they're going to do it, this is kind of their last chance. And they, you know, they took advantage of that. They sh- I think they should have done it earlier. Um, so I don't know if it was the right time. I feel like the right time was a, a couple years before this, but I'm not mad about them choosing to do it now of all times. Well, and that follows or leads us into the next question. Uh, did they start the rebuild when they should have? So I- let's, I, I wonder, because I, I feel like I, you know, I said, I think, I think they should have started maybe two years ago personally. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I don't know. I, I, Hmm. I I could understand maybe even after la- the uh, last season, but again, like this is the fr- last year was the first year Nashville hadn't made the playoffs in several several years. You know they were having, uh, you know a fantastic season out of Yossi, fantastic seasons out of Soros. You know, cr- uh, franchise leading pr- performances out of Forsberg and Duchesne. So I can understand why they didn't want to to slow that down, but I think we all saw kind of where the the roster didn't get any better than it was the year before, and so. That's why, you know, they didn't perform very much better than the, they did the year before. So, I mean, I really think that one, maybe two years ago would have been great, but I just don't think that they, anybody in the organization would have done it then either, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm going to say the same again for the Flames. I think that if they really wanted to rebuild, it should have been 2020, 2021 at the absolute latest, uh, just because, you know, you still had core pieces under contract. Uh, Sean Monahan, Mark Giordano, Kachuk, Gaudreau, uh, Sam Bennett. So there there were pieces to move that really could have gotten you something. And now they're just mm-hmm. existing. Yep. For sure. I think, you know, like I said, I've been a proponent of it for happening for like the last two or three years, probably even four. But I mean, I think part of it is part of me wanted it to happen last year just because I figured that the guys who had career seasons weren't going to be that good again this year. Um, And, you know, they wanted to, uh, you'd figure they'd want to capitalize on that kind of performance. Um, But they didn't, I mean, they still got a haul for the Predators still got a haul for Tanner's, you know, so I guess they can't really complain on, you know, taking advantage of guys who had career years, but Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think, I think, that would have been the reason for them to do it last year was because statistically speaking, there weren't going to be many guys who could replicate the kind of production that they had that year. And it just didn't seem from like an outside point of view that they were going to go anywhere. The teams in the West, you know, even for Calgary, like the teams in the West were consistently getting better mm-hmm. and they were just kind of in the same spot for a couple of years. I mean, Calgary was good division-wise, but they never, you know, did relative to some of the powerhouses in the West. I didn't think that they would stack up well against them, but right. yeah, absolutely. And I mean, Daryl Sutter said it himself: whoever's going to play Colorado um, is just going to waste four games, basically. And he wasn't wrong, uh, hmm. but 
Thank you so much for hanging out with us today on Locked On Calgary Flames. We are going to take a quick break here to talk to you about FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting Major League Baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's $200 you can spend betting from everything from the money line to the over-under. And, you know, I, I like to bet how many, you know, over-under uh, Garrett Cole strikeouts. And all on an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. There is no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel dot com slash locked on to get up to two hundred dollars in bonus bets. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Fanduel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Is it with how wait, I lied. Let me redo that. Do we feel confident in the direction of the franchise with front office hires and new coaches? Uh yeah, for Nashville, I think absolutely. I think this was um I think the only, you know, guy that I think I would have liked more than Brunette uh, getting hired for Nashville would have been Spencer Carberry for Washington, which is also a very, very good hire. But I really like um, Andrew Brunette, what he's come in and done, his his philosophies that, you know, he that he has shared with us so far. Um, you know, they, they only had to replace one um, one coach. And so they brought in Derek McKenzie, which I think is also going to be a really good, uh, really good hire there. And then the rest of the, you know, the, the coaching staff, you look at it, these are guys that you, you do want to keep around. You've been Vanderklok and goaltending. No reason to mess with a good thing. Uh, the best, the best two video guys in the entire game, Lawrence Filoni and Andrew Maloche, like you don't mess with that. And then, you know, Todd Richards and Dan Hynote, you know, there have been improvements since both of those have been added to the staff. And so, as far as it goes with with coaching staff, I think it's absolutely the right move. Um, so I'd say strongly agree there. But then when it comes to you know hockey ops and, and the front office, I mean the big one is going to be the change uh, from from David Poyle to Barry Trotz, which again I think Poyle's time was was done. Um, you know I think that was the reason why I think the rebuild time extended out a little bit longer than it should have. But um, you know I think it was time for him to go. So I'm not going to say completely that I. I disagree but you know there's a lot of questions out there with trots and his philosophy you know most fans have liked a lot of what he's done barring some of the the buyouts and and movement of some of the favorite players but you know it's a huge question mark as to if that's going to translate into success um as a gm so i'm going to just say you know as front office and head and coaching staff goes i'd say agree not not quite enough to say strongly agree but it's it's i think it's i feel pretty good about it well, that's a lot better than how I feel. Um, I mean, I'm just kind of like stuck in the middle here because Craig Conroy is coming in to clean up a decade of uh, Brad Tree Living's mess. And it probably, you know, it's not entirely Conroy's fault that he hasn't been able to trade players. You know, it's tight cap time, you know, players mm-hmm. are or teams are, uh, they're pinching pennies. They're not able to, you know, really move what they might want to move and what their returns might look like. So, you know, I think that it it was a very smart idea to hire Ryan Huska. I really, really like the Mark Savard hiring. Um, 
I think that that's going to be absolutely incredible for the team and for him as just a person. He's great. Mm -hmm, And of course, uh, you know, I I really was hoping Mitch Love would stay in some uh, capacity, but good for him for going over to Washington. Yeah, wish him well. So I have a question for you two guys as Calgary fans. Uh, a guy that Nashville no longer has and now is on the on the Flames roster is Dan Lambert. Uh, is he expected to come in and be the power play or special teams coach? Yes, I think so, right? I, I mean, that was the right. kind of... But I think, I mean, I'm in the same boat with you, Jess. Is I, I kind of don't know how to feel about all that. Um, I, I think... I don't think you can get much worse on the power play than last year. So, you know, Dan Lambert, as much as his time in Nashville, wasn't all that exemplary of how good of a coach he can be. I mean, why not? Right. Um, But uh, yeah, I I wish, I wish Mitch Love was still around, What he did with the Wranglers was, was awesome. Um, And uh, you know, I was, I was of the opinion that he should have been giving the head coaching job, but after, you know, reading why he wasn't giving it, given it, I, I, I understand it. Um, and I think Ryan Husk is going to be, you know, I think he'll be fine. Um, yeah. I, and I, I, I'm a big fan of the Mark Savard hire. Uh, I love that one. And I think Craig Conroy has been also, you know, to agree with you there. I think he's been kind of cleaning up a lot of things, you know, just, messes with individual players and what happened last year and and all this other kind of jumbled stuff that he has to kind of sort through you know there's people that want to leave because of last year there's a bunch of player turnover it's just it's just kind of a a mess and it's been you know it's been a hard off season for for them he had to trade Tyler Toffoli who was their best player last arguably their best player last year Um, it's just a lot for him to sort through so I feel like I can't really judge him off you know what he's done this off season I thought I thought his draft was pretty good yeah um you know i I, so i I don't i don't have an opinion on him as a gm just yet but i i mean i'm relatively positive on what he's done so far yeah definitely i feel like it's way too early to make any sort of decision or a fair judgment i mean he was with the organization if he's been with them for a very long time. So he was familiar with what was going on. And it's not like he, like an outsider was plucked and put in and then just had to only go off of what they're hearing. So sure, I definitely think that I, I'm a big fan of the internal hires. Um, I've said that a lot on this show, just because of how it's, it's safe. It's a safe decision. You're not getting too creative, which is fine that you don't need to do that right now but all right let's see do you feel confident in the direction of the franchise with how free agency has been handled this offseason so i guess i should also we should also include trades and things like that too (laughs) um this is tough honestly um there have been a lot of things that had to be done. Um, moving ryan johansson retaining half of his salary put moving him to colorado i think that's uh, the Predators, I think, have been trying to move Johansson for the last, what, two or three off seasons, it feels like, whether the rumors were, you know, not or, you know, were true or not. I think that was something that seemed inevitable. And mm-hmm. honestly, I think, you know, 50 percent retained on that was just kind of the cost of doing business there. I think that was just, you know, you weren't going to do very much better in that. Um, but on the other hand, then you have things like, um, you know, the Matt Duchesne buyout, which Jeff and I have talked about. 
uh, at length. And I know Jess as a huge Matt Duchesne fan. Um, I'm the biggest you, Matt Duchesne fan. I know you would. I, was say, I mean, I just we, rip, we've gone to over, my boy, right to yeah. my guy. The, the, the 30 second version of it is, is that, you know, I yes, I understand that the no movement contract and the no trade cause were going to kick in uh, the day after he got he got moved or he got waived. But I think that you take a chance because you still had to buy him out and he's going to be on your books for what? Let's see here. Duchesne's getting be getting paid for, yeah, at least uh, six more years. One point five million oh, by the end of it. My God. But that's not I mean, that's two point five next year. 5.5 the next year, 6.5 the year after that. So, I mean, you're losing. Andrew brought, Andrew brought in a coach that, that teaches a system that is to Matt Duchesne's play style. You know, why, yeah. why, why, why not? Like, I, I think that's if the part gonna, that I have. If you're going to buy him out, him. why not wait until next year? And then you only have to do four years. I mean, it just yeah. that's that was the issue that I think we all have with it because you're just eating that money now. And, yes, you get some short-term but I mean, like they get their their most cap relief this first year and then the second and third years are going to be even less each year. And so it's kind of like, you know, year three is kind of when you'd want that space back, but they can't do that. And so I understand. I think, you know, it's a Barry Trotz thing, kind of clearing the table of some of the, the deals that have, were set up with him. But, you know, you look at that and then you look at, the, you know, Luke Shannon, Gustav Nyquist, which I get that Nashville needs warm bodies, um, but I don't have a I don't I don't see a lot for either one of those players I think that Gustav Nyquist could be a candidate to be to be better I don't have that much faith in Luke Shen as Jeff will agree with I'm sure um you know there was Dennis Gorionov which I've always liked him as a player I think he'll be he'll he's be, fine yeah. he's, he'll be interesting um but Did then you Ryan go Riley and Ryan O'Reilly. That was the one I was going to get to. That was one of those, okay. I, think, I think. Oh, no, no problem. No problem. But I mean, like, that was a good one. And I think, you know, that would go in the class of like ones I really like. In addition to, you know, re-signing uh, Cody Glass and Alex Carrier, which avoided arbitration. And I think they both got more money than I was expecting them to. But these are guys I think are going to be really, really vital to the, the future of, of the team. And then, you know, Kiefer Sherwood, always a huge fan of him getting re-signed. Um, and then big guys down from Milwaukee. So I mean, for the most part, I'm I'm pretty happy with it. I still, it's almost hard for me to decide because I understand that you're not going to be satisfied with free agents when you're gonna your your team is kind of broken apart and ripped in pieces like Nashville is. I mean, there's going to be no Matias Ekholm. There's going to be, uh, you know, there's no Matt Duchesne. There's no Ryan Johansson. I mean, it's just there's a lot of things that have completely changed. No Tanner Janot. I mean, you could go on and go on. And so I. I would say I'm going to lean towards just barely agree just for the fact that this isn't a team that's meant to contend. And so I don't think that I can be too disappointed that they do it. But I just I don't like how a lot of the stuff was handled. But that's just me. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today on Locked On Calgary Flames. We are going to take a quick break here. And because, you know, they already have spots for them. But yeah, I think the next step for the, the Flames is just kind of they're they're just a little bit behind in the fact that they still need to see what these guys can do for a longer period of time at the NHL level. Yeah. I, I will say when we get to talking about goaltenders, I have my thoughts on Calgary's goaltender situation. So Oh boy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Um how did, are we confident in the direction of the franchise with the draft picks uh from this past draft in nashville yeah yes again this is hard because uh i'm not gonna lie and tell you that i have really great knowledge on on all of these prospects I've, i know them more now obviously um i will say one thing is that i thought they would have walked away with a little bit more 
whether that was in the realm of picks in the next following year or um, players, roster players, things like that, or actual prospects. But obviously, a lot of trades, especially the one where that you know we heard a lot about trading Saras leading up to it. Then there was the day of where people were talking that they were trying to move up into fourth uh, by trading Askarov. Um, which I'm glad didn't happen there. I really would really wish that they would have focused a little bit more on defense uh, in the top two rounds, just because I think Nashville's really, really thin um, in their prospect pool, which is something Nashville's probably not used to. But I mean, four of the guys that are, you know, going to be on the NHL roster for defensemen, four out of the seven are over the age of 31. So, you know, that's, that's wow. Ryan McDonough, Roman Yossi, Tyson Berry, Luke Shen. So, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, but then you go and look and you look at these guys and yeah, you've got, you know, you've got uh, Melendic who, who you know, just drafted this year, not going to see him. Spencer Sassney, who I think will make the jump. Uh, Mark Delgaizo is fine. You know, Jack Mateer, Luke Prokop, guys that I don't think we're going to see in the NHL. So, you know, there's there's guys that, you know, if they need them to step up this year in a year where you've got a bunch of 30 plus year old veterans in the defense core, this you know, outcome of the season doesn't necessarily matter. You want to get some time for some of these young guys, but there's not a ton, in my opinion. And, you know, if they were going to skip on our boy, Jeff and I's boy uh, in that in the first round twice. You know, I would have liked them to load up defensively on the next couple of picks. And they just didn't do that. I do like these guys that they've got, but I don't know. I think I would have liked them to stock the cupboard just a little bit more, seeing as they had so many picks. And if that guy wasn't there, then, you know, turning that into something else. So, again, I'm going to say just barely leaning agree. Yeah. Again, I just kind of, I guess I'd agree. Um, I thought that the Flames really would have... They, they were never going to trade up for the third spot um, with Elias and home. That was never going to happen. Um, Flames fans took that and ran with it. I just, I don't, I never saw a world where that was going to happen. Um, but I mean, their uh, first round draft pick seems like a really, again, it's just the hope, the potential of these kids blossoming into uh, NHLers. Everyone, I mean, I don't know a lot about them to be entirely honest, but I, it feels like it was a solid draft pick year for the flames. I thought that they, I really thought that they were going to move Noah Hannafin, uh, at least before the draft was over. I thought they would move somebody before the draft was over. Like, even if it wasn't Hannafin, I thought it was going to be just one, just one of their, their guys. So I have to ask you, Jeff, well, one, yes. do, you, do you agree with us on both the teams? But two, who do you think fared better as far as the draft went? Um, I, I think, yeah, I think I agree. I think it's, it's. I was a little underwhelmed by both, to be honest, um, for different reasons. But I think I was more underwhelmed with the Preds just because of the amount of draft picks that they have that they could have in different ways on different players. You know, mm-hmm. as much as I like Tanner Mullendike, I think he could have been a second round pick. I don't think I, I think they could have, you know, I think they could have picked somebody, you know, or they could have moved up. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think that would be likely, but I think they could have done more with, you know, their 24th overall pick, their Oilers pick it from the Ekholm trade. Um, right. But yeah, I, I think I think both of them had a good draft. I'd say I'm 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 not upset with how it turned out. I don't think they had bad drafts. I'd say they're above average, but. I think the Preds was a little bit more underwhelming just because I went in there thinking that they could get, you know, these 
undervalued, skilled players that could use a little work. If you trust your development team to 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 fix them, they're going to be superstars or stars, top six players. You know, good upside. Um, but they just it just kind of didn't feel like that. They did that to me. Um, but yeah, I'd say I'd say I'd agree with you guys. Um, you know, I'm optimistic uh, about the two two different teams draft classes but I'm, I'm just i was a little underwhelmed still yeah i think that's a fair assessment 